A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You are the perfect drug, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. Oh, we're in each other's arms once again. Let's get on with the show. the football ramble everybody it's so nice to have you here mm. so nice to be here yeah the listeners as well i was more talking about the listeners in but, your uh, arms and your <laughs> heavily appointed arms <laughs> Luke, appointed yeah I, I for one am shocked to hear a nine inch nails reference from marcus speller <laughs> yeah. it's I, rocked, thrown me a bit let me it? be let me be honest with you jim i clocked it and immediately thought it must be reference to something else and not that <laughs> so marcus you can you can let us know if it was a nine inch nails reference or not i thought it was my own original stuff oh, as right. always <laughs> The amount of times we've heard that in a production meeting. <laughs> hey, come on. I'll steal ideas from anyone. Yeah. <laughs> even, even if he is the intern and he's just been sacked. There's a reason we call him Marcus the Magpie around here. <laughs> That's Pete Donald's, yeah, I think you'll find. Yeah. In, in a way. We can't say that because he's not here to defend himself. Is Magpie? Yeah. Newcastle I know, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, how about this? Viewing figures are reportedly down for the Premier League. This isn't good news, is Brings it? Brings a tear to oh, your eye, doesn't it? The bubble's Ra- bursting. <laughs> Ramble numbers are up, though. <laughs> One, <laughs> nil. Will it is. One nil. One <laughs> nil. <laughs> Scudamore will yeah. not learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Premier League, eh? It's, yeah. it's all falling apart. We wondered when the empire would, uh, would crumble. Would crumble yeah. mm. immediately after the biggest TV deal yeah. in history. Isn't it? <laughs> Richard Scudamore's dreams will turn to ashes in his mouth. I just uh, in his mouth. Yeah, um, he seems like a sort of man who keeps his dreams in his mouth. That's what um, that's what Tyrion Lannister says in uh, one of the more famous quotes of Game of Thrones, which we've established that Marcus doesn't watch. has n- neither any interest <laughs> or uh, or knowledge of. Zeitgeist. Don't even know how to spell it. Mate. No. Yeah, <laughs> don't he, care. But he was. I preferred him on the left yeah. or the right. <laughs> 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 uh, well, how would you, if you were given the task to get the figures back up in the Premier League, Jim? How would you go about doing it? Uh, well, obviously, I guess. Um, you know, it, it could be that the audiences are split between BT Sports and Sky, and it could be all kinds of different um, reasons for this. So mm. I think what the Premier League ought to do is target people that don't normally watch football to try and bring them in and just mm. bolster the numbers. They have done that with Friday Night Football. Indeed, yeah, but they should do it better than another that. Another notch, up another <laughs> yeah. notch. It'd be hard to do it worse, wouldn't it? <laughs> Indeed, it would. Uh, just a blank screen is probably how you'd do that. Um, you don't like football? How about it? How about on a Friday night? Yeah. How about the blank void of nothing? Yeah. Um, you don't like football? How about if you watch this and pay us fifty quid a month? If you still don't like football afterwards, let us know. Yeah, yeah. just watch it and think about something you do like. Have a bit of <laughs> have a bit of you time. By the way, there's a twelve month minimum contract. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would do is to, to bring in a new audience. I would have draws settled with a talent contest. Uh, obviously, they're Ooh. very very high rating on on TV. So you'd attract that new audience, almost like the talent bit on Take Me Out. But obviously. Clubs would get really good at it because you'd need a ringer to come in and mm. make sure that you got the points on that bit. So, like, we'd all wake up to headlines like saying, "Oh, Man City have uh, Man City have broken the world transfer f- for a fee. Who, who for? Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> that so well, that would be who they would get as well. Seconds, yeah, it would and be. then absolutely slam it in the uh, in the talent contest at I, the end. I like that, Joe. And, and you you mentioned the sort of the Take Me Out um, kind of style a bit as well. And obviously, Paddy is it Paddy McGuinness? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. You know, I, what about just sort of like for like I think Steve Warnock I don't think either of those people are, are, are the answer he could, I don't he, think he, you win in many points with that Stephen Warnock not Stephen Warnock I know you, you meant Neil Warnock Neil Warnock, Neil Warnock. Yeah, Stephen Warnock presenting less, it he's lesser spotted fullback presenting it yeah <laughs> I think the ref hosts it alright oh, I think the re- maybe the ref is the judge yeah Clatten- the ref's got to be the judge Clattenburg Clattenburg imagine it have either of you Mike two Mike Dean have either of you two ever been in charge of a marketing department <laughs> no <laughs> Have no done it. But I had a, a, a semi series. whole department, no. I've decided to get on this train and at least ride it to the next station, Jim. <laughs> if so, I may, I, I was going to ask, who would Arsenal get, Jim? Oh, who would we get? I think there's a lot of celebrity Arsenal fans, aren't there? So who, mm, who would you have? I had a semi serious question with Jim about that. Would, would, because you've piqued my interest, mm. would the uh, talent not be unveiled until the time would come? Well, that, initially that would be the case, wouldn't yeah, it? No, but I obviously, like that. You'd, you'd have to have them within your ranks. Like if you've, it might be that you've got a player who's like incredible at like making balloon animals or something, so you have to bust that out because you can't just have the same one every time. So even if City did sign Beyonce, she'd have to do something different every time. So it's, it would be quite involved. You'd have to have a whole department and an area of the squad dedicated to it. James Milner, his, she, his, his uh, value would increase that. even more because he would be able to do, do loads of stuff like that. Put, put up a shelf on the post. <laughs> would, be, would Beyonce? I have to play as well. Um, I don't, I for mean, the purposes this is what of a joke, some, for know. the purposes of a joke, could you please say yes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Excellent. I thought as much yeah. because you could imagine Guardiola putting her in goal, saying, "Look at her feet. She's danced all over the place. She's much better than Get her in bins. Get her in bins. Get her in the bins." <laughs> Go on, Luke. What have um, you got? 
I've actually got a semi-serious answer. That's a shame after that. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> what are you talking about? I just a fully serious answer. Sometimes when... I don't want to let the listeners behind the curtain too much, but sometimes when these questions are put around, it is very hard to know whether people are going to answer them seriously or not. Uh, usually they're not. Really? But I thought for you, this one it might be... You do a podcast some... with Jim and Pete. I know, yeah, that is true. I should, I should have known better. Um, I thought it would be quite good. And I said semi-serious. It's not completely serious. Mm. What would be really good and would, would genuinely attract people, because one of the things that, that, that people like watching football for, one mm. of the things, is, of course, the soap opera around it and the pageantry and all that stuff. I think it would be nice if they mic'd everyone up. Mm. Everyone. So every player, mm-hmm. the referee, the managers, the coaches, all the technical staff, and you can zone in and out. So it would be a really difficult job for the director, of course, but... If Jose Mourinho is thinking about making a sub and you see mm. someone warming up on the touchline, if the director can, can flick the, the audio to Mourinho, his assistant and the player, that would be fascinating. What, while muting the others? You need about eight directors. Yeah, surely it would have they to got be the lots money. of different feeds. <laughs> They've got the money. It would be after lots of different feeds. But my point is that the, the other reason it would work really nicely is because it would then remove a lot of the mystery from what managers and players are doing. Mm-hmm. So then you would have to be a genuinely very good manager because all your secrets would automatically be put out there mm-hmm. and everyone would be able to get hold of them. I think that would be brilliant. You know how that would work as well, how that would evolve? you get players who were particularly flash who would commentate on themselves. Yeah, like they'd be so like you know, like flash kids in the park. Yeah, do yeah, that. They yeah. sort of take it round you and going, oh, I've, oh, nutmeg, oh, dummy, I oh, go home, Jimmy, rubbish, that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, and then you know, like sort of YouTubers who've become famous by shouting about FIFA. It'd be the yeah. same sort of thing, but with the actual you know, so game that, itself. That already exists in NFL. So occasionally, when there's oh, the like a, when there's a stoppage in play, they'll they'll show you the audio or they'll play you the audio of the quarterback who's got a mic because he's talking back to the to the offensive coach. Usually, I think. I think that's um, cheating. But it's funny it's funny because sometimes like the quarterback will throw the ball and he'll get hit by a big defensive player mm. and you'll hear him go, Oh oh yeah. Good shot, baby. Good shot. <laughs> really? like, give a slap on the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're quite magnanimous about it. But yeah. American sportsmen are totally different eyes, because imagine if that was over here. I just like the you, idea you'd have of, to bleep of it footballers so calling each other baby. Well that's that's the that's the other fun yeah, that's the final thing I was gonna say. You'd have to have some sort of um thing about swearing, of course. Games yeah. would have to kick off after, mm. at nine o'clock. In, yeah. in the evening. But I actually should say at this point, um, the ACAR special next month is going to be Howard Webb. Mm. And I, I spoke to him um, a couple of days ago and I took him to task over the old players swearing at referees thing. Did you really? So you have to give it a listen on ACAR <laughs> Plus to, to hear what he uh, said. I thought you were going to say, and this idea was endorsed by him. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you if you're, me a lot. If you <laughs> ever met Howard Webb, you would not be taking liberties on saying <laughs> Big Howie. Yeah. Uh, I would go for surprise guest teams. Oh, hello. Okay, yeah. So what what, what this would entail uh, would be Manchester United are playing Sunderland, for example. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, looking uh, forward to the points. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And suddenly the stadium announcer would say, and uh, Manchester United will be playing Sunderland, who are today being played by Real Madrid. Yeah. I don't think they should nice. announce it. <laughs> Do you not? No, I think you should get... You know what? Cause you well, by then, though, it's too late, isn't it? Yeah, but I would love professional players to have that feeling that we all had as, like, 10-year-olds hmm. when you line up against a team opposite you've never seen before and think, God, they're all much bigger than us. That yeah. guy's got a moustache. How can he be 10? And then <laughs> imagine them, may not about to, as you say, looking forward to getting the three points. Hmm. Whoever's playing, like, centre-back or whatever. Yeah. Is that Benzema? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were playing. I thought we were playing against Fabio Barini today. I've done all my work on Barini. Yeah, and now we've got. It would be brilliant. Yeah, it would be. And good. also as well, because t- fans would then turn up thinking, oh, we've got Burnley away, or do we? Yeah, because yeah. maybe you get one a season. Yeah, right. 
Oh, sometimes could it could it be though? Could it go the other way? Could it be you actually playing against a League Two side? Yeah, Manchester United versus Wraith Rovers. <laughs> 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 I don't think yours is very practical. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure mine's that practical. Yeah. <laughs> it's more practical. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to give Jim the yeah, points. Thought you, might. Oh. thought you might. The problem about this show is... <laughs> Marcus. It's not only enough... To, it's not, yeah, but... Yeah, that's it's it. A Marcus, problem. carry on. Fortunately, ladies and gentlemen, they haven't found no, the solution the because thing, I've hidden it. You know it's gone too far, Jim, and you may not recognise this, but if you do, do, do by all means shout. <laughs> It's not enough to think up an answer. No. You've then got to make sure you spend the next five minutes not annoying Marcus, <laughs> so you get the point. And I don't think that's good for the listeners. Yeah. I don't think that's good for the yeah. show. I a, thought a, a benevolent dictator. I think you are yeah. a benign dictator. Yeah, not okay. benevolent to me today, Jim. I gave you the points. Well, exactly. It doesn't mean you're not a dictator. Jim's though, a man it? of principle. I see your ruse. <laughs> he doesn't want the points. No, All right. They literally mean nothing, as we've established. No, but, okay. I, but I would quite like them. So. <laughs> <laughs> you're either with the dictatorship or you're against it. Mm. Uh, and uh, let's move on to the Premier League, talking of uh, dictatorships, because uh, Chelsea were dictating things down mm, at Stamford Bridge against Manchester United, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> a very unhappy return for, for Josie. He didn't seem that bothered, though. He took it in good spirits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, there's what you want a Mike type yeah. manager. Yeah, they're definitely. Well, we heard what he said yeah. in Italian to Conte I, after the I game. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I've I haven't met... heard this, by the way. What did he say? Okay, basically, he, I think he said in Italian, didn't he? But he yes. effectively said you shouldn't have celebrated like that at 4 0 to G the crowd up. You should have done it at 1 0. At 4 0, it's humiliating. But at 1 0, it's pure hubris, surely. But yeah. Mourinho, I mean, he, I mean, he's mature enough to know that's probably going to be seen by the cameras and, 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 and translated. So, like, that just makes him look more of a sore loser, doesn't it? Well, yeah. he did cover man, his mouth. I don't think he did want it seen by the cameras. A man, a man not known for his uh, <laughs> over-exuberant touchline celebration as Jose no. Mourinho. I know. <laughs> Almost the defining, you know, proponent of it. Yeah, can we follow this on the standard Jose diversionary tactic? Yeah. Yes, we can. Yeah, and the papers still lap it up, don't they? That's, That's right. all we're talking about mm. today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it, there was a little bit of argy-bargy afterwards and, uh, and whatnot, but... You know, the thing is, the manager's just seen his team hammer Manchester United 4-0 in perhaps their best performance of the season. Yeah. He's still fairly new there. I understand that you don't want uh, somebody to gloat and whatnot, but it's OK for the manager to kind of say to the fans, come on, we, we, we're having this, aren't we, kind of thing. absolutely but, fine. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, fine. Absolutely. It's, it's a big, they're planning against a big team. But he, he turned around. Yeah, he turned around to the home fans. I could, I could imagine if it was... You know, imagine if you were away from home and you did it to the home fans, which... I think has Mourinho done that? He did that at Old Trafford. He ran up and down, he ran up and down the touchline. Oh, that was for that Porto. Porto yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 right. And obviously Barcelona but, when but, he ran on because, the pitch. Because the point is... Liverpool fans, chin up exactly, and all that. Surely the point is, it's not when you do it. I mean, you could, possibly there's an argument to be heard, at least to be heard, that Conte's a bit classless by doing that. And what he should have done is just, is just held his counsel and, and enjoyed the win and all that other stuff. But reality says that no manager's going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So and Mourinho certainly isn't going to do that. If Mourinho had... Um, if, if May United have won 4-0 at Stamford Bridge, mm. there's an argument again to be made that Mourinho might not have done much because of his history there and because yeah, he's got yeah. quite a good reception and because he's well-respected and all the rest of it. But that's but, not a two-way street. No, it, quite. And if, it, if, it, if, they had, if they had won 4-0 anywhere else, if they, if they had won 4-0 at Arsenal, you bet your bottom dollar he would have been doing that stuff. Right, and, and, but the fact is Conte has turned around to his home fans and enjoyed a moment with quite, them. He's yeah. not looked over at the Manchester United bench and he's not uh, done it away from home in front of the home faithful going, yeah, yeah. get a load of us. But whatever it was, it was it was a great win for Chelsea. Well, let me yeah. let me brought it down to what it actually is all about. And what it's about, I'll touch on it a little bit with the, the, the diversionary tactic thing. But what it comes down to is, 
everything Joe Zemringer says or does is leapt upon and absolutely... Um, gobbled up. Gobbled up by also, every yeah. aspect of the media, including ourselves by now, if we're talking about it. If you look at the, um, the, the, the sort of minutiae behind the media coverage of that game, afterwards, Mourinho's post-match interview with Jeff Shreese was almost six minutes long. Yeah. Right? He didn't really have anything to say other than that thing he mentioned. And, and even then he refused to talk about it. He said, mm. oh, I spoke to Antonio about it. I'm not, to- I'm not talking to you about it. But they absolutely love it. And they'll extend those post-match interviews with Mourinho as long as they can. Yeah. That, do you remember that one when he was, I think it was towards the end of his second stint at Chelsea, when it, the wheels were massively coming off. Yeah. And he went on that unbelievable rap. Oh, yeah. I think that went on for about nine minutes. They're panning for gold, aren't they? Yeah, they That's are. Absolutely and, 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 <laughs> and you tell me, if Ronald Koeman did that, if Ronald Koeman won four, nil against, against, against Manchester United at Goodison Park would it be five, six minutes long? Mm. Yeah, of course if not. They, if he lost 4-0, would it be five, six minutes? No, of course it wouldn't. They yeah. would cut it out, cut it all down, and stick it out there, with, and it would just be the, the same old stuff. Mm. It's because people are obsessed with Mourinho that it feeds itself, because and he then knows he can divert the media from what is actually a, a pretty poor performance from them, and the, the fact that he doesn't really know what his best team is. He, he can't really complain about being uh, tired from the Europa League, because only about four players started both games. He's just diverting over and over again, and he always gets away with this. It's like a self-fulfilling thing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, that he's mm. already sort of going into the siege mentality thing. But I wonder if the Conte thing is actually partially fueled by this actually being quite a big psychological boost for the Conte era, especially with it being Mourinho coming back, because they're similar managers in a sense in that they're both very, very charismatic, kind of very kind of, you know, reactive men. Cold and personality type Very thing. much so. And, and Conte needs to sort of make this... like properly, properly end the sort of nostalgia for the Mourinho era, which, you know, Mourinho very much helped uh, with in, in the last <laughs> yeah. spell there. Uh, but do, do you see Jose clapping Hazard as well, as if to say, where were you, where were you last season, you absolute knob? Yeah. <laughs> why were you doing that? Which is a fair point, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. But Mourinho's probably part, at least partly to blame for that. But when, like, N'Golo Kante's, like, dancing through your oh, defence, it's, it's not your yeah, day, is it? It's absolutely... But 3-5-2 in action from Conte, that was nice mm. to see. It's, it's also nice to see Victor Moses staking yep. a claim. That's, yep. that's, that's great. And I also think that... Um, um, one of the things, I mean, we, we criticise Gary Cahill quite a lot on this show, Gary Cahill and all that, um, but to be fair to him, he's, he really has bounced back. I mean, he was excellent yeah. against Man United, and, and he's one of those players who seems to be able to to really like bounce back against like, uh, adversity and, and really use it as fuel, you know, and he played very well, I thought. Mm. Have we, have we do that for England then as well. well <laughs> un- unlikely. <laughs> do, do you think it's, um, it's just that Mourinho's dare to drop a player of the quality of Wayne Rooney and, and the team suffers. Yeah, it might be that. That's exactly yeah, what they it missed is. Him. There's a big Wayne Rooney hole in that, in that mm. team. I, I think, I think the Which early... he normally digs. Yeah. I think the early goal just, just ruined <laughs> yeah, it for Mourinho. They didn't touch the ball, did they? We, we talked about them going out there and sticking the place out and trying to get a nil-nil or something like that. That goal went in so early and it was such a defensive mix-up yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You can't legislate for that. that sort of it, was, it was almost... It was, it, when that goal goes in like that in that manner and Manchester United don't react quick enough and, yeah. and, and you can see them turning around looking at each other going, oh crap yeah. and Mourinho's looking on the sideline you just if you're a Chelsea fan you would view that and go lovely old job we're yeah. in today this should be a big one well Mourinho complained in his, his hour long monologue yeah. his one man show <laughs> after the game that um, you know it was uh, they're playing a team defending really deeply with, with two quick players hitting them on the break it's like but if you're going to be that defensively sloppy they're just going to pick you apart all day doing that mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Chelsea were just happy to sit there and, and pick them off that was related yeah. to the early goal though wasn't it indeed no, but they, still they had the luxury to do that but I, I mean I, th- I think <laughs> that's, that's not a, we've talked yeah, not an argument just is it? that it was immediately effective no he, he should he should have um, Mourinho should have done 
a lot more than he did to 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 change it. But then that said, they they it was an element in this game of United not really taking the chances they had, and then Chelsea really punishing yeah. them on the break, and that and that can happen. But it's only fair that we say that when we, when we talk about Stoke getting beaten by a lot of goals and. You say, oh, you know, it's not a crime to, to lose a game because Premier League's a difficult league to play in. But when you're losing by big numbers, yeah. it shows that mm. really are your team focused. And and and, and United were beaten by a big by a big score. In, in, and and the Premier League, I know it went through a bit of a patch a couple of years ago, but generally speaking, these um, these games between the big clubs do tend to be quite cagey and quite close in yeah. the Premier yeah. League. And that obviously wasn't the case. I wonder if um, Ibrahimovic is. A bit knackered already, or mm. if he's, or if his head's dropped, because he's one of those players that if it's not going his way, you could imagine him it's thinking the world's fault. exactly yeah. and going, well, you know, I'm not getting the service, or I'm not getting this, and I'm not getting. I that. think I think he's right. I think I think the way that Mourinho's playing, especially against these big games, against these big teams, sorry, is, is isolating Zlatan, yeah. and he's a player of, of an age, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's playing into his strengths at all. If he was playing for a team like Arsenal who knocked the ball around all day, 75% possession. I know it was a home against Middlesbrough, but mm. Slatan would be a lot more effective. I think <clears throat> at that age, you can't help but mm-hmm. be affected by the way the team plays. But on that, it's really interesting because the top five teams in the Premier League um, are separated by one point at the moment. Two of those teams in there, Liverpool and Chelsea, mm-hmm. and they don't have any European football. Yeah. Um, so it'll be really, really interesting to see towards the end of the season how that affects them because you could argue, I know I said only four outfield players started for United that also started in the Europa League, but you could argue Chelsea was fresher than Daisy for that game. Very true. Yeah, indeed, and also Liverpool, when they almost won the league a couple of years ago, it was the same situation for them, well, wasn't it? it? You can see it does give teams a lift. Certainly, we're going to talk more Premier League after this. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back, everybody. We mentioned Liverpool. Their neighbours had a funny result away to Burnley. Mm. Great win for Burnley. They had around 34% possession, but they did enough. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Sean, Sean, Sean Dyche was talking about how you know they're not not ever going to be the sort of like amazing passing team. But I tell you what, when they are in possession mm. for the short times they are, they are very tidy and very slick, and it helps them out a lot. He's got his plan against the bigger side, certainly. It's not like they ha- they have it and they hoof it that often. No, they do. They do not, not many play teams, on the deck. Not many teams are going to get points at, at Burnley. So I said that a few. Yeah. A few Weeks ago, not many teams are going to score many goals, and not many teams are going to are going to come away with three points from them. They've learnt their le- Dyche has learnt his lessons yeah. to me from from last time. They've got players there who were who were involved last time as well. Um, and the one thing they are good at, or they seem to be good at at this early stage in the season, is that when another team makes a mistake, as Stecklenburg did, mm-hmm. they'll li- they'll leap on it because right, they're, yeah. they're at it. They're so on their toes Very the whole so. game. Yeah. And credit to the club for not sacking Dyche. Not that I don't think that was ever an option or. Well, it's always an option, but I don't mm. think that was ever sort of rumoured. But, you know, they went down, mm. and some clubs were thinking, oh, he never kept us in the Premier League, and there can be a little bit of... He was heavily here. linked to the Aston Villa job ahead of um, Bruce getting it. There, really? was, there was a lot of talk about that on, on the wires yeah. uh, for, a, for, a, for a brief period. So, don't want to step down. But Burnley never said they wanted to lose him. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying that the, the fact that when he took them to the Premier League, then they got relegated, some clubs would have thought, oh, you know... He's taken us as far as he can. Exactly. Yeah. Taking us as far as they can. Oh, they might have tried to get a new manager bounce to keep them in the league. They didn't. They kept with him. They've gone back up in the league... And as you say, Luke, 
on current form and the way this is going, they are staking a big claim to staying out this Me- season, which would so. be a monumental achievement. It's yeah. impossible to make the argument that Dyche won't be a better manager for his experience last time around. Right. Absolutely. And, um, but your man Big Ronald's not having a great time at the moment, not doing that well. It's a shame. I mean, he, he tweeted that football can be very unfair sometimes and they deserve to win or at least get a point. And really, I mean, they, they mm. should have got something out of that game. They had yeah. the chances. It's a shame for Stickelenberg, isn't it, given how, how great he was in the last game. I think it was at fault probably for both goals. He was so slow to react to the second yeah. after it Come off the bar. He didn't really need to do anything the first one. He was no. going wide anyway by the look of it. I know mm. it, it was a sure. soft hand on it as well. It was. It was. I th- every time won for four games now. They mm-hmm. started right. really brightly. They haven't won for about a month now, which oh, is yeah. obviously worrying. Koeman will turn Yannick, around. Yannick Bellassi is lucky that he put that chance away. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you imagine nicking that of Lukaku. To, to credit to Lukaku though, when he saw it happen, he yeah. immediately peeled away and put himself in space. Like that, yeah. that's the sign of a mature player. That. And when he scored, Lukaku did point to him and, and went over yeah. to congratulate yeah. him because a lot of footballers might not have done that. It looked some game, by the way. It looked like a really good game. Yeah, it, it certainly was. Better than the one at the Emirates. Although that wasn't a bad game, actually. Yeah. Neil Neil was, was actually there. Was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. It was, it was there to celebrate Big Veng's birthday. Yeah, very much so. And uh, they put a game on for us, which was <laughs> nice. Um, of sorts. Mm. Yeah, well, they, yeah, a, a version of a game. Yeah. yeah it was, it wasn't, wasn't the best. Got to see Mike Dean in the flesh, though. The, uh, the balletic hero mm-hmm. of, of the which whistle. Which is why, why everyone's there, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, honestly, the, the, the gesticulation in the flesh is, is really something. It's great. Um, so, yeah, Middlesbrough <laughs> Actually had the better chances in the game. Like Arsenal came out pretty well for the first 20, 25 minutes or so. It, it looked like we have enough to break them down. But then uh, the game management from Karanka was quite good because after they got through that period without conceding, they came out a little bit. They had a few chances because that's the pattern of play at the Emirates a lot, isn't it? Arsenal half and puff. We don't get a goal, then we get done on the break. So I think I think teams do that now. I think it very much looked like he had a specific time periods where they would attack and otherwise would defend, and they didn't quite get anything out of it. And obviously Peter Cech is um, well, they got something out of it, but they. They probably could have got more out of it in mm. the past. Czechs probably turned that point, uh, well, turned that game into a point there, depressingly. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, people point to the Champions League hangover again. But I think Arsenal were at home in midweek, and they're at home at this game as well. So and they, they have a six-nil win. In, indeed, I just, I just so, think it's one of those games where they scored early; they would have won the game easily. I, yeah. I thought Adama Traore played very well. He did. Um, he was on, a threat. on the Arsenal Wenger birthday thing, um, I <laughs> love this quote from him. I found this quote on his birthday. I think it's from the Guardian originally, but. Um, it says, if God exists and one day I go up there and he will ask, do you want to come in? What have you done in your life? And the only answer I will have is, I try to win football games. And he will say, is that all you have done? And the only answer I will have is, it's not as easy as it looks. Love it. Uh, <laughs> give, giving say, advice to God. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, God says, what have you done? Finish fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they came second last year. I know, mm. but it's funny but they if, they, if, they, if they keep having 75% possession and not winning. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, though, I don't think, think he'll yeah. look back over his life exactly and go, yeah, we finished fourth loads. <laughs> yeah. Before that, we won the league, but I don't really think about that. Yeah. I won the double once. <laughs> if you're going to go up to the pearly gates, you don't want to be I mean, you don't want to be too, be too humble. Yeah, you've got to pitch that very well. Yeah, exactly. So start off with the fourth and then maybe move on. Move on. <laughs> but, um, but I, I like what Karanka Karang- played very well. He once, did, yeah. He, he could be he could be a weapon yeah. for for, for Burra. Um, I liked uh, what Ito Karanka said before the match because before the match, Middlesbrough sat in seventeenth position, and he was asked, uh, what, "What do you think of the season? How do you think it will pan out?" Like, those kind of questions. And he said, "If in May we finish seventeenth, I will be really, really pleased." <laughs> I love that. It, it was an interesting game to, to observe because. Um, 
It was, the, the attacking players <laughs> just weren't quite on their game. All of Arsenal's <laughs> best def- um, performances were, were defensive. Koscielny was, was fantastic. Mustafi looks very, very assured. He, he likes to bring the ball out as well. I, I like that. He looks like the defender we've needed for quite a, time, uh, quite a long time. And Elneny's passing is fantastic. But again, mm. it's just the, the players further forward. Sanchez worked really hard, but it just didn't quite come off for him. And it's frustrating. Might I just say, Jim, is that what they do at the Emirates? You, you observe a game. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not like the bloody riffraff in the away end. <laughs> Just shouting and making all that noise. It's uncouth. Um, and they call um, half-time the interval. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, chance to get a chock yeah. um, <laughs> There was There was another draw in, in the Premier League. Hey, there's a link for you, ladies and gentlemen. Manchester City won, Southampton won. I said this. Yeah, you did. You um, I, I fancied Southampton <laughs> to maybe get something out of, uh, of this game. Well, uh, this is reminding me of another point I wanted to make. Sometimes I think of them in advance. Mm-hmm. Not very often. But um, Man City are very soft-centred. They look poor at yeah. the back and yeah. defending the defending very poorly um, every single one of those teams I mentioned earlier that are separated by one point at the top Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Chelsea Spurs they've all got quite an obvious weakness mm-hmm. Man City as I just said appear to be soft-centred Liverpool at the back Liverpool definitely at the back um, Arsenal are, have, have, have tendencies to dominate games and not, and not, and not mm. win cutting edge Chelsea I don't think Conte knows necessarily what his best team is just yet mm-hmm. and Spurs lack a bit of a cutting edge as well because mm-hmm. if you look at Spurs of course they're undefeated they've only conceded four goals yeah. but they've drawn two games in a row now mm. and you, West Brom and Bournemouth you think if you had a real um, cutting edge about you and a real serious sort of intention of, of, of setting your stall out early they'd have won both those games it is worth noting that they're missing Harry Kane and uh, Dembele as well though. true but all, all teams go through go through periods where they miss players you know? but, but if you look at a quite a well balanced side like Southampton he's saying it's their year Luke no alright no <laughs> no, no, no credit for the Saints. Well, I do a... I think someone's going to win the Premier League? No, I don't. Oh, Karanka oh. thinks they're going to. Karanka saying that seventeenth thing earlier because he heard Ranieri say it last season. They won the league. Yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> if I say that, it might work. Forty points. Yeah. Forty points. Yeah. That's what we're after. I tell you so, what. Go on, Jim. Sorry. Oh, well, I was going to say it appears that City have sort of lost their energy a little bit, haven't they? They, mm. they? They've they've kind of lost that kind of swarm that they had at the start of the season when they would just press people a lot, and they looked yeah. very sort of quite cagey and kind of almost lethargic against Southampton. They obviously neut- played very well for the neutral. That's good news, yes, because it did look like that they were just going to run away with it. And who knows? Maybe they will in the end. But actually, the Premier League again for the neutral or for the, or for fans, other fans of those of sides up there like Arsenal and Liverpool it is pretty good reading at the moment. The top of the Premier League, but. Yeah, I think, Luke, you might have something there about Manchester City because teams may well have started to fear them early on. And actually, if if the manager, you know, does his tactics, gets it on the ball and goes, right, don't fear this lot. Look, and here are the reasons why. That is the soft core there. We can have a go at them here. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Southampton turn up and think, we can get a point here. Or, yeah. or, or we can do so. I mean, Charlie Austin had a chance at the end, could have made it 2-1. Yeah, quite. It comes from reputation. If Guardiola comes into a team as big as Man City with all that money and he's Guardiola, mm. most clubs and players within those clubs are going to think oh god you know what if we can get mm. anything it's a bonus mm. but slowly but surely that's starting to be chipping up starting to be chipped away yeah. Yeah. they've lost games um, or they've not performed that well in games outside the Premier League Spurs showed the blueprint of how to beat them mm-hmm. Celtic got at them mm-hmm. and thought Celtic probably thought we've got nothing to lose here. Yeah. Yeah. and they, they managed to score a hatful against them Everton got a draw now Southampton have got a draw yeah. slowly but surely that, that Guardiola 
air of invincibility has been chipped away mm-hmm. at, and um, you wonder if they can get it back. I mean, obviously, they can get it back, but you wonder if you ever get that invincibility thing back because they, they haven't really earned it. And coming up, they've got, um, of course, they've got the Manchester Derby mm-hmm. midweek, and then they go away to West Brom, which is actually not, not an easy game. Big right. tone. And then they play Barcelona in the Champions League, so it's not getting any, any easier for them. So you're saying they've got a soft core and they don't like it up them? Well, big End, tone. End of Tony Bewley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, is there, actually, on that, is this some validation for the, you know, wet, windy night yeah. uh, at Stoke Club? Wait, is, this, is this basically um, vindicating the, the centre of the British game? Guardiola, <laughs> sure come to, over here. It has to be a wet, windy night at West Brom now, though, right? Well, sure it's it's moved on to that, yeah. Yeah. Just as long as it's wet and windy, it doesn't yeah. really matter where <laughs> no, it is, does it? Exactly. I suppose. So basically... Everybody, the secret to beat Guardiola is to, to rain. To, yeah, make sure the weather's going in your favour, and just to, just to get up them. Which in Manchester is not ideal for him, is it? It's raining all the time. It's very true. So it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it, with, with John Stones as well? We know he's got mistakes in him. The shade of blue you're wearing isn't going to change that. And it, it, does, it did look like Guardiola sort of done a very good job of, of helping him sort of get over that part of his game. But that what a ball! What a ball for the Southampton goal. <laughs> yeah. Well, the keeper was a bit slow off his line. I mean, I think the, the fault has to. Be at Stones' feet largely, but Stones will be a better player plan under Guardiola. There's no toys about that. A little mention uh, for Southampton, Re- uh, Nathan Redmond. Yeah, having a good season. Yeah. A lot of uh, I, I, vital contributions yeah, to matches. I was talking about last season as maybe getting a potential um, nod for the England squad, and you all laughed at me. But he, I think um, he's what, quite quite a well experienced under 21 international, mm, isn't he? I think. Yeah, let him enjoy that. I don't, I, I don't know if he's eligible for the under 21s uh, anymore. But um, but with Stones, by the way, it's just essentially it's similar to the David Luiz thing. It's I'm not suggesting he doesn't make mistakes because obviously he does, but it's. There's a lot of confirmation bias mm. in that. Yeah, People yeah. already un- already think of him as that type of player. So every time he does it, um, it gets hugely highlighted. Yeah. It, clearly, Koscielny made a big mistake against Middlesbrough, <laughs> and nearly cost them, you know. But you don't think of Koscielny being an uh, error-prone defender. Well, is it? I don't know. He's got them in them. He likes a, likes a sending off and an own goal here and there. At the start of his Arsenal career, that yeah. more than that. not so much now. That doesn't matter, true. does it? I think he's one of the better. I think he's <laughs> one of the better defenders in the Premier League. Oh, absolutely, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, he he was. There were times he actually saved us on at the weekend as well. But um, yeah, it's true. Players grow. Well, that's a great example of it, isn't it? Like players do grow out of these things, and then you you forget to credit them with that. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Uh, let's credit West Ham. They won. Yeah, they did. Does uh, beating Sunderland count as form? Uh, does that well, go into the form an, table? Do an, they bother? An, an injury time winner against Sunderland. <laughs> do you kept a clean sheet, Jim. Do you even get the, do you even get the three points? <laughs> you get two points. You know, yeah, like, it's like a you know, like, game um, now. when you at university when like you get a certain grade depending on how well everyone else did and they moved mm. the percentages around. So like seventy percent would be like a two one, but yeah. actually if everyone did really well. It might be seventy two percent. I think you should do that with Sunderland. Is that right? Yeah, just li- <laughs> listen. Everyone's beating Sunderland. The three points you get uh-huh. for beating Sunderland clearly aren't as good as the three points you would get for yeah. beating Man City. For Example. Yes. So maybe just give people two and a half points at the moment for beating Sunderland yeah. until they sort their act out. It's, it's, they're like the tutorial on a computer game. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah That's I, what I they should so. be called, tutorial. There's, 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 uh, there's obviously um, a lot of talk about Moyes. Is he going to lose his job? Luke, you enjoyed something that Moyes said in defence of this. Yeah, he said, basically David Moyes came out, the other, I think it was earlier today, saying... Sacking me is not going to solve these problems. That's right. But every, <laughs> it's not for you to say that, that though, is it, David? Yeah, well, quite. It's not yeah. for him to say it anyway. Allardyce is circling, isn't he? Imagine, Let's be honest. Just do it. Just do circling. it, guys. Imagine, getting, imagine being, like, I don't know, guilty of like gross misconduct at a job and then going in, being pulled in front of the HR and just saying to them, Sacking me is not going to solve these problems. Yeah, no, it's right. It's, it's not for you to decide. It's like, yeah, it's like you, you left it. the toast on for too long. Yeah. It's set bit fire to the building. Look. 
Sakami's not going to put this out, is he? Sakami's <laughs> no, not going really to rebuild me. the building, is no. it? <laughs> Sakami's not going to get us any more points on the board. Well, Speak, it might. Speaking of haplessness, and I yeah. realise this might be a bit unfair, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. Guess how long it's been since Jack Rodwell has won a game he started in. Oh, man. I'm, uh, since 18 months. Are we doing games or time? Uh, so let's go time. I say 18 months. I say, I say nine. Three and a half years. <laughs> Bloody Bennett. Oh Three and God. a half years. Wow. Keep Three him on the bench. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and the thing is, winning games of football is essentially what it's all about. Yes. <laughs> Actually, to be fair to him, a lot of that time will have been just not playing at City, won't it? Surely. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, but, but I mean, I mean it's still a damning statistic. He's a young player. It's not like he's in his late no, 30s. No, but, but it's when he's in the starting 11. Right. Oh, of course. Of so, course. so it's not like. I mean, he's God, not, being clearly, too fair to the man. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> To be fair, okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll row back a little bit. It's actually three years, five months. Oh, I'll, well, that's not so bad. I'll round it Which up is there. technically I'll not stop, as bad. I've got a boot in there, haven't I? <laughs> the last thing eating these right now is people rounding up. <laughs> it, oh, God. <laughs> it, it's, it's such a shame because you think about him playing for Everton and what a promising mm. young talent he was. It's, well, again, it's I, the risk you take as a young player if you go course. to a team where you're not likely to get in the starting lineup. Yeah. Again, do you back yourself to get in that squad, or, or do you, you know, urge a bit of caution with yourself? Well, we, so we've give just been talking more, about John Stones. To so give it a bit more context, Jim, just because I know you're crying out for that. That's actually 32 starts and uh, 1,241 days. So mm. he, clearly, he hasn't been playing like 150 games. Mm, that's but, crazy. But I mean, it's still a reasonable amount. That's, that's got to be such a difficult rut to get yourself. And he out was a really player. good. He was a really good midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of potential. Yeah. Um, Big Sam Allardyce, he was seen uh, next to Sir Alex Ferguson, his first public appearance since stepping down as England manager. I like when the people say... Uh, what I mean by circling. It, yeah, it's an appearance in public. When people say it's a public appearance, yeah. like he's going, yeah. I'm back! Yeah. Someone's seen you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It's not like he's turned up at the red carpet of the Premier to something going, Sam's back, baby! <laughs> I mean, but if most does... people make public appearances every day, the British public, yeah. Yeah. the world's public. If he it? does get the uh, Sunderland job again, it'll be like him managing England as like, this weird fever dream mm. that never actually happened. <laughs> If like I a dream him... sequence in like a soap opera or something. Oh yeah, if I was him, I'd deny it. See, <laughs> it didn't happen. Got, yeah, what are you talking at, about? You got to look at Sunderland and and what he did to keep them up last season and think, you know, if they're going to do it, should they just do it now to give him a bit more time? I don't know, Jim. He can, s- apparently, you can get him a really good deal on the manager. I simply don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what hired me? I can I can sort it out probably. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, before we go to uh, our, our second lad break, quick word on Hull City. They lost again, but they've come up with a, a very Interesting way of creating a better atmosphere in the stadium because apparently their their, their poor run of form has uh, has dampened the mood at the KC Stadium. So they are attempting to use the advertising hoardings to show the crowd lyrics to some of their favourite charms. Hmm. I don't agree with it. It's like an no, auto embarrassing. They've got a terrible defensive record. I was looking into them earlier for something else I was mm. doing. I can see a 22 goals in the league already this season. Do you not think the, the hoardings with the lyrics will help with that? I don't think it will make a Maybe if they put them in front of the goal? There. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but only at one end. And just yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, we're going to talk... Uh, oh, there's a bit of Scottish football after this. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So good. <laughs> mm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the uh, Football Ramble, everybody. Do not forget the uh, the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365 coming out this Friday. Um, Chelsea ensured that we didn't get any money for charity. Well, Jose and, uh, Mourinho ensured it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's probably a better way yeah. of putting and it. And so did whoever made that pass back to give him the first goal. I can't remember <laughs> who it was, but um, well, we've done that bit now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we're about to talk about the Scottish League Cup semi-finals, right? Yeah. Um, I was utterly baffled mm. to see, and I apologise if I'm still on the uptake here, and we've talked about this in the past. The Scottish League Cup final yeah. is on the 27th of November. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I was amazed by that. They're dishing out silverware in November. Just get it done. The game is gone. Get it done. <laughs> you can't be dishing out trophies in November. You've still got to win it. Yeah, I know, but it's wrong. They should, if they're going to do the whole thing up until the final, I, I sort of am on board with that. Put the final in May. Give them six yeah. months. No, 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 no. This is not the Scottish Cup. It's the League Cup. Yeah, I know it is. But still put a final wherever it's in February in the in England, isn't it? Put yeah. it in February. That's I'm just about to deal with that. Oh, so what? England are right and Scotland are wrong. No, <laughs> neither are right. I love it. I love um, it. Can I just say the format of this competition is also quite baffling. We're not, Gla- we're not going. We're not playing Scotland anymore. We've done Glasgow. We might go back there. <laughs> I've got no beef with Scotland generally, you know that. I love Scotland. I Do love you? the crowds we play in front of when we go yeah. there. Are most of you mates Scottish? Can I please make a point? Can I make a point, Marcus? <laughs> Ever for us to everyone, you're a Rangers fan. Can I make a point? <laughs> yeah, here we go. There we go. And I'm a Man United yeah. fan as well. Yes, you are. People coming up oh, to me. Oh, Man United top of the running order again. Yeah, mm, ridiculous. Yeah. No, put, your, put your tattoos away. <laughs> um, can I please just make a point about this League Cup? It starts on the 15th of July with a group stage. Come on. There's uh, not been enough made of this. That, that, that is odd. Yeah. It's a revamp. If you're a team in Europe, you get a bye to the knockout phase, which starts in August. It's yeah. like a bit of a break. Yeah. The final is next month. There we are. It's nothing sacred. Are we not men? Yeah, why not start it later? Like, I suppose you risk a bit of a fixture pile-up for a few teams, but mm. that, that is going. strange. Are you saying they should have a referendum when the final should be? No. <laughs> Ooh, sailing very close and to And then them. have another yeah, one oh. when they get the result they want. Oh! <laughs> 
Um, says us Ramones. Yeah. But anyway, the uh, my um, there was my, my spiritual home Aberdeen. They're in the final. Spiritual home. Well, I've got my family from Aberdeen. Your spiritual some of home them is are. Aberdeen. Does yeah. that not say some quite bad things about your, your spirit? Your parents and are from Aberdeen. Aberdeen and some good things, but and maybe and some good things. Aberdeen. Yes, they're through. They're through to the final. It's a very straightforward uh, win, um, and they're going to be. Be facing the boys. Great so goal! They um, beat uh, apparently my beloved Glasgow Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it was. Uh, do you know what? It was. Um, they, they were knocking on the door, and it was nice to see. Uh, oh, what was his name? Um, Misha Dembele. No, no, no. The Rangers keeper who used to play for Blackpool. Glick. No, oh, that, yeah. that's the Polish defender. Yeah, Gil, Jilks. Gil, yeah, Matt Sorry. Jilks. Yeah, Matt Jilks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a great game actually, and then Musa Dembele absolutely mugged him off oh, with a lovely little flick. Incre- yeah, a, a flick's nutmeg. Yeah. In, 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 quite late on as well, wasn't exactly. it? The celebration was a, a wonderful thing to yeah, see. Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was a couple of minutes left. I love it when you see players just really, really go over the top like that with the celebrations, where they can't help but show how much they care. But that's. I know it's a big game where this happens a lot. But. Sure, I, th- I think though that for someone like Musa Dembele or, or, or a player who is not from Scotland, had no previous experience of Scottish football, to my knowledge. Going up there and and playing in an old firm game, I mean, yeah. it doesn't take the much. To, must be crazy. Yeah, absolutely. To get a winner, that's what a goal mm. as well. And especially Celtic had been knocking on the door for a while. Yeah, I mean, it was a better performance from Rangers because they didn't shit five goals. Yeah, like they did I think time. actually the, the way Marcus is being so generous to Celtic as a Rangers fan is something you can learn from with your your Southampton bias. What sort of Rangers <laughs> fan business? It's a, a Joe's bringing a diversionary tactic, Jim. Nothing more. <laughs> I was going to make a, a semi-serious point about Musa Dembele, saying that when people when players go up to Scotland. Yes. It is occasionally, or actually more often than not, um, sort of references that oh, their career's done now, they're mm. going to go up there. But actually, if you're a young player or a young, hungry player, you, you get a lot of headlines. I mean, we heard a lot yeah. about Musa Dembele since he's gone there and started scoring goals. Mm-hmm. He'll probably earn, at some point, a move, a good move, back to a decent Premier League club after this because he was linked with a lot of good, a lot of good teams before he went to Celtic. Yeah. It's no harm at all for him to be scoring goals against, OK, more often than not, Fairly poor opposition, but getting in the headlines, playing mm. these big games against Rangers, playing in Manchester the Champions City. League, playing in the Champions League, you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. Playing against Man City, quite. So it's a, it's a good, been a good move for him so far. It really has. It has, yeah. Um, but the, the, the problem for that move is that if it doesn't go according to plan to get back to well, not back to, to go into the Premier League. You're talking Championship again, aren't you? Yeah, you can. Yeah, but mind you, he, he, he's bossed that league before, mm. playing for a, for a side that wasn't particularly good in, mm. in Fulham as well. Yeah, so, quite. No, very interesting. So Celtic against Aberdeen. Do you fancy the dandies for that one? The dandy boy. I fancy the Danny Dons, yeah. Fancy uh, fancy rooming together. You might be saying, why are the magnificent Gorgie boys not in there? They're saving themselves for the big one in May. Yeah, they are. Or whenever it might be. Yeah. July. Marcus hasn't been able to find any sort of angle to get him in the running order. So we're not, we're not <laughs> talking about it. He's not going to bother. So, seriously, sometimes it'll be stuff like, oh, they haven't won a game for like three weeks, but they've got, a, yeah, they've opened a new part of their stand. So <laughs> get them in there. Yeah. Oh, I got a new hot dog. Oh, oh. two clean sheets in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get the Gorgi boys in the running yeah. order. Uh, let's go to MLS. Mm. Major League Soccer Balls. Um, Stephen Gerrard posted on Instagram a warm message of thanks to LA Galaxy and the city of Los Angeles, which strongly suggests that his time in MLS has come to an end. Klopp said that uh, Gerrard's always welcome. Oh, Not yeah, in the midfield, in a coaching role. He said that a while ago, didn't he? Yeah, mm. he has done So that. do you think he's about to retire then? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm, fair not, enough. <laughs> look, Steven Gerrard, a year or two ago, was accused of not having the legs to be playing for Liverpool in the Premier League. I know that. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> Is he thinking, oh, maybe does I Luke can go back to Liverpool? Yeah. <laughs> he, he basically said, I'll read exactly what he said. He said, living in Los Angeles and playing for the great Galaxy supporters has been a privilege. You have made this place feel like home to me. This city and this club will always hold a special place in my heart. Thank you. 
So, and then there's like a million comments saying, come home, Steve. Mm, come yeah. home to Liverpool. So uh, I think it probably will be uh, some sort of coaching role, won't it? Yeah, surely. Spend some time in the US. It'd be do, amazing. Do you have I mean, weeks in Florida. Just from, play, play a coach role. From a pure ramble point of view, first of all, I was say, from a pure ramble point of view, <laughs> none of them in this room's got any particular affiliation either for or against Liverpool. So, yeah. from a purely ramble point of view, last game of the season, little slip, little slip to uh, to, to gift the Premier League to another team. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what that's hard. Could happen. No, it could but, happen. But if Liverpool are winning the league, if they're in for the league title. Does he have five little subs appearances? I imagine it, yeah, many. get him in on a short-term loan. Get him, get him a league title. Get him a key-owned medal. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Anfield, last game of the season against Middlesbrough. Why Middlesbrough? Because that's what they're playing. Nagreda's no, not going to score, is oh, he? Last game right? of the season. Oh, no. I see, sorry. Yeah, you're all right, you're with me now? Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. now. <laughs> I thought you didn't like looking at the fixture oh, list. What's this, a midfield, <laughs> a midfield injury crisis? <laughs> and, Liber- and Steven Jones is eligible to play? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they lose 1-0. Mate, it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> It could happen, that's what I'm saying. But the big news from MLS is, of course, Kai Kamara for New England Revolution. Did you see this? No. Scored a goal, twerked his goal celebration. Nice. Got a yellow card. Wow. Yeah, got booked for it. Oh, I thought it was going to be a second yellow. Twerking all over the place he was. He's really? got a yellow. Is there a rule against twerking? Apparently I think it's harsh. harsh. It's down to the referee's interpretation of the rule. Of the law, I but guess. But what is the law that he's enacted there? Um, the subsection four of the Fouls and Misconduct Law, which mm-hmm. talks specifically about twerking. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You that's knew all, that, That's Jim. all I wanted. You knew that, though. You just wanted <laughs> to get confirmation, yeah. What a twerk. Kaikamara, formerly of a team in England, though. Possibly. I think he played for a team in England, Kaikamara. So I definitely recognise the uh, I think he presents goals on Sunday. Yeah, I don't think that's him. <laughs> there, was, there was a period when there were lots of Kamaras. Yeah. And then it was Traoris, and now it's Dembele's. Yeah, but it was camera though, wasn't it? Some... I'm yes, going to find true. out. I'm going to look it up right now and find out who you play for. Well, elsewhere in, in, in Major League Soccer, Bradley... Middlesbrough. Ro- play for Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. There you go. Yeah, 25 yeah. games, four goals. Another mention for Middlesbrough. Yeah, I know. They're getting, a, they're getting a lovely old job today. Mm. Come on, Bradley Wright-Phillips time, people. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. This is great, isn't it? Scooped another Golden Boot Award. His second. Great. Uh, can scoop- wear them now. <laughs> Oh, be... can I have a left one? Can I have a left one this time? <laughs> He's good. Maybe you get the whole kit. Yeah. A golden Socks. kit. That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? <laughs> so it should be, they should be... Golden shirt should be for the player who's run the most kilometres. Yeah. Golden shorts should be the player who's made the most tackles. Yeah, clean shorts. Golden socks... Oh, I'm struggling now. Socks should have been running, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah socks should have been, been running. Socks should be running. Um, shirt should be assist. Best player. Assist. Yeah, best player. Best player. Yeah, 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 yeah. best player. All right. Golden headband for most headed goals. Yeah. Mm. Like that. All right. Okay, you've got golden um, gloves. That's a keeper. Oh, I was going to say least handballs. <laughs> I've got any, off the any rails. more golden things you want to think about? A golden, I don't know, fleece for well, most impact substitute appearances. A golden fleece, there you're talking. <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. Um, but the golden bin already exists, doesn't it, in this league? Golden bin for the yeah. worst player? Yeah. Was it, is that a golden bin? Why, I think is, it, so, why yeah. is it golden? That suggests so, yeah, they're good. I, I just confused myself by saying that, yeah, but it is golden, isn't it? What should it be? Just a bin. Just any bin. Yeah, the plastic bin or something. Yeah. Yeah, um, he scored twenty-four goals this season. Bradley Wright Phillips. It was two more than David Villa. I was about to say he was in a straight shootout with David Villa. <laughs> was, wasn't yeah. It? yeah, there's well, an amazing stat well, about Jim, this as well, though, isn't it? May the best man win. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> he has. He has. But isn't there an amazing thing about this where none of Bradley Wright Phillips' goals were penalties? That's right. Wow. Okay. Well, the man has had quite some turnaround. He's gone from being not even the best footballer in his family <laughs> to being the top yeah. goal scorer ever. There. Blood relation or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the. I think he's the greatest goal scorer in the history of MLS franchise he's, football. He's definitely the top scorer in Red Bulls history. Definitely. Oh he, yeah. He beat Juan Pablo and goals. I'm record. pretty sure it's in the whole of MLS franchise. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read that. I will forgive you. Yeah. Don't, listen. The ramble taught me one thing. It's this. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story that's right yeah <laughs> off to china now how about this 
China have uh, they've, they've appointed Marcello Lippi mm. as as manager of the national team. He's back in the international managerial game. It's good to see him back. He's done. I mean, listen, China. If you want to undermine China and deride it as not being you know as being a footballing backwater and all that, that's fine. But Lippi's done a brilliant job in China. China are serious. Evergrande Shuangzhou. Uh, yeah. He's won three league titles in a row <clears> with them. He's won the Asian Champions League 2013. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, uh, that, that final, by the way, 2013, that was a two-legged affair. No one, no one likes to see a two-legged affair. The old UEFA Cup used to be like that. And didn't, I'm pretty sure the Cup in, in Serie A in Italy used to be that as well. Mm. The Scottish League Cup is actually over seven games, three of which are underwater. <laughs> yeah, it would be, yeah. It's, seriously, a group stage. In a domestic... <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the old... Uh, what's it called? The Johnson's Paint all over again. No, they're just trying to compete with the Champions League. Yeah, they are. And they are doing They're doing well. They are, they are doing very well with that. They're doing magnificent. But Lippi's well. a very underrated coach. I mean, no one... If, if you were Lippi's talk- an underrated <laughs> coach? Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Bro, you better, it's better be good. Let me finish. Have a think. If you walked along the street and found five football fans and said to them, who are the top ten best coaches working in football today, none of them would say Lippi. Because he's away in China, they've system. forgotten. Is that how you rate managers? One at a time, These please. imaginary Jim, men. Jim, please go first. Well, men or women. Ask These imaginary ask... people in the street. Away then, Jim. Ask away. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've made my point already. What is it again? I want this thing. You were interrupting it Sorry, to yeah. get me to tell you it. So that, that's not. I don't think that's the system of how people are rated or not, whether you go up to ten imaginary strangers and ask them to list ten managers. Yeah. But underrated means that he's not fully appreciated, and I don't think he is fully appreciated. Ancelotti's the same. Oh, no, Ancelotti's the same. I think Ancelotti's appreciated. I think okay. you've got to, you've got to assume some knowledge. Munich. You've got to assume some knowledge, some knowledge <laughs> on the part of the people you're making up to rate people. Is Sean, Co- sense? Is Sean, Connery, is Sean Connery underrated, would you say? <laughs> Wait, no. Actually, anyway. Um, I think that... Uh, I, I, no, Lippi, you're right, because if you think about some of the other managers he's got the better of in China, like Sven Goran Eriksson, it's yes. no mean feat. Oh, there he goes. It's no mean feat. Uh, he's, um, Lippi has replaced uh, Wao Hongbo. Mm. Um, who, of course, well, that's a terrible uh, result. To, they lost a home to Syria fairly recently. Yeah. China mm. did, they so. did. Yeah, yeah, that, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, obviously, they've put a lot of um, time, effort and money into into boosting the league and also boosting the national team, but they, they've hugely underachieved as a national team for a nation of their size as well, just in general, on, on the world stage. So it'd be, yeah. be interesting to see how China develops um, as a national team. Indeed. They only played at one World Cup, 2000. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, if, I, I know football's not been huge there for a long time, but for, simply for a, a nation of that size, mm. you, you would think it would... Um, and that tradition in sport as well. Yeah. Finished third at the Olympics, though. Team GB. <laughs> um, I think the Chinese women got to a World Cup final fairly oh, okay. recently as well, so they're, they're, they are serious about the game. Yeah. It'll take, take a bit of time, of course. Indeed. While we're in uh, in, in, in the Far East, uh, although China is at Far East, you're getting on for it, certainly. Mm. Um, well, let's go to Thailand. Now, obviously, the king of Thailand died recently, mm. um, which, like, l- l- let's be clear, the crux of what we're talking about is a man dying, so obviously that, that's, that's sad and all the rest and of he it. And was, he was the longest serving monarch in the world at the of time. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely yours. Um, Excuse me. But this prompted football league officials out in Thailand to end the season three games early. Yeah. Now, again, obviously, the man's died, blah, blah, blah. That's that, that, that's very sad. But two clubs were relegated due to this <laughs> with three matches left and had a chance of staying up. I mean, was Kevin King a manager one of them? Was Kevin King a all of them? Oh, wow. <laughs> Marcus well, has gone for a while now. I thought we had a good chance of staying yeah. up, but the, would, ki- the king died. <laughs> I, w- I would love it if he pulled through. Yeah. <laughs> Should we see you in a bit, mate? Oh, dear. 
You can just imagine the coach right. We've got three games left. Two of them are winnable. Two of them are winnable, right? Well, we need. We can uh, I better take this call. <laughs> you are. Outrageous. It is outrageous. <laughs> Richard Scudamore's been rumoured to be rolling it over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love what Marcus has done. I'll just feel for you, Marcus. Yeah, he says, in, in the running order, he's written, laws in Thailand can be very strict when speaking out against, speaking out against anything to do with the royal family. Yeah. Where is it? People are scared. Apparently, the League Cup will be decided by a lottery. <laughs> Incredible, absolutely incredible. I Scotland was bad. And tell you what, if Kevin Keegan was managing one of the teams in a final being decided by a lottery, he would just leave. Finished that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my ticket. I've lost my. I've lost our ticket, boys. Sad. Oh my goodness! I don't know where to go? Apparently, mm. apparently um, the clubs lodged an appeal, but after a meeting um, with all eighteen league clubs, seventeen agreed to end the season early. I love the fact one. Yeah. Don't, that, that, I don't care if I get yeah. locked up. That one We're going to stay up this season. That one club had a couple of bags of crockery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Keegan, what happened was Keegan was managing a team that had a good chance of staying up, but we were in the relegation zone. And Kevin agreed to go and meet the um, the Thai the Thai king just just as a as a, as a nice <laughs> yeah as a nice like royal visit and then accidentally killed him. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Oh, well, there, there we, we are. <laughs> Let's have some highlights of the week quickly. Um, okay, what have we got here? Uh, you re- do you want me to fill for a bit more, mate? Are you you're all right now? Actually, talking of the minute silence stuff, I think Sheffield Wednesday did they not have a minute silence or two minute silence for the king? No, it's Leicester. Sorry, it was Leicester, Leicester yeah. No, I think Sheffield Wednesday did as well. Uh, Leicester wear black, black, wore black armband. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, highlights of the week. This is oh, from yeah. first one here. It's from Chris Williams. Hello to you, Chris. He says my highlight of the week is a lad from work revealing that his glittering career as a Barrow AFC ball boy was ended during the 2010 FA Trophy semi-final second leg match against Salisbury City. Being the veritable coiled spring he is, when the ball came over to his area, he pounced upon it. Unfortunately, the ball hadn't actually been called out of play by any official, as it was judged to be on the light. After being jeered by both sets of fans, the referee awarded visitors Salisbury a free kick, from which they nearly scored, hitting the crossbar. This prompted a fresh wave of anger from the home fans, and shortly afterwards, two police officers arrived and told him they were escorting from the pitch for his own safety. Wow. <laughs> that's not turned out as he liked, is it? No, that is, that's it's, stunning. Uh, what else have we got here? Chris Reskowski. Hello to you, Chris. He says, finding out this week that X-Man City Hall of Famer Gary Cook somehow worked his way into marketing for the UFC, although he's subsequently been let go, probably for a woeful jib. Yeah, this was Gary Cook who tried to sign Kaka for Manchester City. Way back in the day. Way back in the glory years of the Ramble. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was for a lot of money, wasn't it? And when when Milan didn't want to sell him, uh, he said they bottled it. Yeah, that's right. Um... (laughs) What else have we got here? Lots of shouts for Alan Pardew at the NFL at Twickenham mm. describing American footballers like a foreign sport. In his in hat. Quotes. In his hat. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even an NFL hat either. No, it's like a sort of a Yankees Fred hat, wasn't it? hat, wasn't it? was it? a Yankees hat. Oh, was it, it was a cap. Team. Yeah, yeah, it was a cap. Yeah. No, right. Uh, Karen Deep Mayhat. Hello to you, Karen Deep. Uh, Ronaldinho now being an ambassador at Barcelona. It's amazing. During the recent game against Depor, Barca officials were unsure as to why he didn't show up at the stadium as they expected. Later they found <laughs> out he went to the beach instead and posted pictures of himself there during the game. Not even pretending to give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
glorious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you can technically be an ambassador for someone anywhere, can't yeah. you? Well, of course, yeah. Do you have an ambassador on the beach while the game's going on? Yeah. Well, no, you could, do. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear the kit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll finish up by um, another missive, a long overdue missive from our press room spy. Mm. Oh, right, yeah. Hashtag press room spy well, on Twitter. it's been a while. He overheard this week, apparently, that Clinton Morrison is mm. afraid of lifts and takes the stairs even in huge hotels. Wow. Oh, there you go. That's interesting. Sort of insight you don't get on other football podcasts. Mm, how about that? And he, probably for good reasons. He's never been to the top of the Rockefeller Centre no. in New York. Quite. Uh-huh. There we go. What, what's Which your is not really thing? a dig. <laughs> You've obviously never been to the Rockefeller Centre. You have. Uh-huh. What's your uh, highlight of the week, Marcus? Was it going to the Rockefeller Centre? Well, no, I did that Was it finding ago. out that the Thai League has uh, <laughs> suspended their football? I mean, it is now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've thoroughly enjoyed Enjoyed the goal scored by Manuel Locatelli for Milan oh, in yes. the win against Juventus. It's a great Peach goal. In off as well. Yeah. But uh, one of those moments where Milan, you know, they haven't got the better of Juventus for a while. They're, they're now only a couple of points, I think, or something like that off the top. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it, a Milan title mm. surge? And uh, Galliani at the end of the game was giving it the old... Uh, <laughs> The Tardelli. Tardelli you know, he was absolutely loving it. And you thought to yourself, has a star been born there? Did you see um, Did you see Monte, Vincenzo, obviously the manager of Milan, uh, Monte's face when... Um, yeah. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was, it was like he... I was thinking... I, I watched it thinking, you picked him. Yeah. You obviously know he's a good player. Well, I just told him to run around. Yeah, he couldn't believe he scored <laughs> it. And they had Donna Rummer in goal as well. He's also a teenager. Yeah, he so. made a great save right at the end of the game. He's only about a 17 himself. And the goal that Locatelli scored was, of course, past Buffon, which obviously makes it even better. Well, Locatelli afterwards was... I don't. I never saw the interview. I just saw the quotes, but I could imagine him saying, "Oh, I've, I've scored past the best goalkeeper in the world." Yeah, you know, he's saying all this. He's absolutely loving it. Do you think Buffon is the best goalkeeper in the world? Was that not a no, chat for another day? No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't think he is anymore. Mm. But he certainly. Why did you say that then? Because that's what Locatelli said. Ah, oh, that's poor by him. <laughs> he also needs to improve his football knowledge, if not his skills. He's only eighteen. <laughs> yeah, true. Nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Do we have the email? From uh, I think we do. We have the email from um, from Scotland. From, oh, from uh, Harvey. From mm. Harvey. Harvey, the guy from Scotland who came to talk to us after the live show in Glasgow, but was drunk, and so I asked him to email the story in rather than say it to me because I could no understand what he was saying. In, in, indeed, Jim, do you want to do the honours? Yeah, I'd love to do the honours. So here we go. So uh, afternoon, Ramblers. It's Harvey from the Glasgow show last night, or as Peter claimed, <laughs> Justin Bieber. Does he look like Justin Bieber? I actually I don't know, said that but... as well. He did. He, there was a slight. Um, Okay, I, I think I've got no beef with Harvey. He seems like a lovely chap, but I think that's harsh on Bieber. <laughs> oh dear, it is harsh on Bieber. Isn't Mo- it? Moving on. Um, <laughs> I, as arrived, I will give you a rundown of my story from the old firm in April. I arrived at Hamden rather worse aware after my friend's twenty-first the night before, which involved us going to a rave under Kelvin Grove Park in an old subway tunnel. Now this was the uh, this was the um, the cup semi-final last year, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the old yeah, firm uh, semi-final. Sense. So at around ten a.m., someone alerted me that I had better get myself home to get round for the match. After a quick shower and change, I got myself off to Hamden where I discovered Trainspotting's own Robert Carlyle. Towards the end of the 90 minutes, I screamed at Lee Wallace, for fuck's sake, Lee, just get off the ball! To which Mr Carlyle replied with, instead of getting on his back every two minutes, just let him play it from the back! Which caused the whole section to turn silent until Barry McKay scored the second Rangers goal where I burst out crying and Mr Carlyle grabbed the back of my head and whispered, I know, son, I know. (laughs) Wow. That is amazing. That's what football do to you. So, yeah, emotional that, scenes, from, from, emotional from, scenes from Begbie. Yeah. Massive. That's terrifying, isn't it? Nice to see. That's presumably when he left the stadium, he just walked straight out because he was going, anybody else get him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. a pint glass over his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Nice. Uh, uh, do we want to give out a mug to the highlight of the week this week? We didn't do it last week. Mm. We probably should do it this week. Um, we've got Chris Williams, who is the ball boy man. 
Chris Ruskowski, who was the Gary Cook uh, message, and Karen Deep Mayhat, who's the Ronaldinho guy. I think Karen Deep. Yeah, I think so. All right, so. Karen Deep, um, get in touch at showatthefootballramble.com with your postal address, and we will send you out a free Football Ramble mug. There we are. What about that, huh? How's about that? I, th- I think um, our time has come to an end. And mm. thanks, very special thanks to Press Room Spy, who we can't give a mug because he's anonymous. Yeah, yes, indeed. That's right, that's mm. right. Um, we, we don't any more for any more. I've got nothing. Marvelous. I had nothing to start, I've got nothing now. <laughs> yeah. My highlight of the week was obviously seeing Mike Dean. Yeah, yeah right, you would exactly. have seen that, right? Yeah, of course. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, the good thing about, I mean, obviously Mike Dean uh, refereeing Arsenal v Borough mm. this weekend. The good thing for the clubs is they know they're going to get a couple of thousand extra on the attendance because yeah. Dean needs referendum. The viewing again. figures need it at the moment they as do, well. They so do. It's, it's a shame that one was More on referees telly. like Dean. That's the one that's the opening yeah. question. <laughs> I talk about Mike at great length in the Football Ramble book, which is out now, by the way. That's right. Uh, excellent stuff. Thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, hearing us chat away once again. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.